Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one, let's jam. I'm always interested, what's your motivation behind your reading of the intro this week? I try and do one that fits with the theme of the episode. Today I'm going with a bit of a, like, you know, you've seen her in a smoky room. Okay. Not quite I was wondering if we were getting a romance It's a little bit fae voice, you know? She's counting us down. This is a, it's a fae week. That's I'd like to hear, let me hear something else. I want to hear the fae voice just a little bit more. What is it? What's it like? Well, the one I'm doing is a little bit... Uh, more relaxed than Faye. It's more so like when she's doing the end of episode tags and less when she's actually in a state of peril. I'm rock hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody in the galaxy and beyond. Welcome to another week of Brokeback Bebop. I'm your host, Zach, and that's it. It's just me. Uh, I do this on my own. It's my own show. It always has been. I've never had a co-host, and it's much better for it. Um, today well, this we're is ta- embarrassing. I think I I uh, I got the the wrong wrong invite in the mail. Sorry about really? that. I I'll, that's I'll so go. awkward. I got yeah, a letter. I was that wondering said, what the fuck you hey, were doing here. Join this Zoom call. Watch this episode of this show with this guy. <laughs> you know, and here yep. I am. So there's no chance that you know anything about Cowboy Bebop, right? You know, or funny you enough, I, I've seen it. it I've to. seen an episode or two. And you there, boy. What's your name? <laughs> hi, hi, I'm Steven. Uh, and I'm what day other... is it today? It's, why, it's Christmas Day, of course. Well, you there, Steven. You go to that shop three quarters of a mile deep and get that game goose that's been sitting in their window for months. There's no way it's still edible. But you grab it and you bring it back here for me to take to my poor co-worker's family dinner. And <laughs> none I, for you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't he throw him like and, a quarter and he's like yeah, go buy that bo- turkey it's the part it's like the true redemption part of the story where he's like the best guy ever now and he's like hey poor kid do <laughs> the rich grab man's me some bidding food to give a different poor kid that's not you and and while you're there watch an episode of cowboy bebop and, and <laughs> how you also, doing man that was just the fact tangent. that tiny tim got to eat uh-huh. once is not going to keep him from dying he no, still he didn't d- i think the shit. point is that he does die i'm pretty sure the ghost of christmas future or is it he dies if you don't change your he change dies your if you don't change, change yourself your that kid had like fucking like polio he was gonna die like it was not a question you know, we always have to reference, I think you should leave, in the part where uh-huh. he's like, I don't know how to hear anything else about tables. <laughs> I've seen so many adaptations of A Christmas Carol, I don't know how to hear anything else about Christmas Carol. 
You know, <laughs> yeah, like I, I never need to see an adaptation of it that doesn't have Muppets in it ever again. Yeah, it's true. Or I also like the like there's a really old one where when the the like Marley first comes to see him, they do a really like funny special effect where his face is tied up, but then he oh, unties shit. it and just goes like this. <laughs> uh, nice. That's gonna work any, great like, for this audio only podcast. See, yeah, that nobody just, like, will ever see. Gates his, his mouth. Drops. It is like really open, but like as open as a normal person can open their mouth because he didn't actually dislocate his jaw. I really so like riffing you as the boy outside the window and me as nice now Scrooge. That was we'll, fun. We'll, we'll use that for you a lot there, of boy. <laughs> Take yes, this strange old man in your undergarments yelling at me from your window. I can see Where all can the way I up find your a shit ton of blow and Vicodin in this small town, boy? Why, right down the street. It's Christmas <laughs> Day, of course. Uh, well, that's not how I was expecting to open this thing, but I like that a lot. Let's start mm-hmm. by talking a little bit about what you would do if you were Faye Valentine or, uh, say, Fry from Futurama. You wake up. It's been 50 years, or in Fry's case, a thousand years. Mm-hmm. What's your game plan? Find the biggest guy in the room and yeah. punch him in the face. Okay. Prison rules. If I've been frozen for 50 or especially a thousand years, I get up when I can walk. I find the, the closest bathroom that yeah. I can, and I put the bread on my own ham sandwich, if you know what oh, I'm talking yeah. about. I think Cause uh, a thousand years... years of buildup and of... of, of Porn progression in the world? Come on. Yeah. I'm searching that out Come pretty on. early on. Yeah. I probably also like would look for some sort of I, I want to see what the drugs are like at that point. Honestly. You there, like... boy. I've been frozen <laughs> for a thousand years. <laughs> what do you guys smoke for goose? fun now? <laughs> Where can daddy find a whore on, in, on the street? <laughs> Do you have a red light district? <laughs> I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day. Everyone's like, I wouldn't want to live forever or like a similar situation, kind of mm-hmm. being young and, and hurtled into a different part of existence. Everyone's like, I wouldn't want to do that. All my friends would be dead. And obviously there's a lot of stuff <laughs> that would be true. That would be deeply sad about like being the only person alive that you know. But at the same time, I think I am like perfect for that role. I think I would thrive because there's so much sadness that I have about dying and not getting to see all the television and film and music (laughs) that comes out. You know what I mean? I genuinely well, think about being how on my cool deathbed. It would be to have even just 50 years worth of media yeah. to consume for the first time. I mean, we already do, and I'm not watching any of that shit. But but that shit sucks. It's old. But it would be kind of cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would be down. I, I'm down with that. I think that'd be fun. And I've seen enough anime about exactly that that I'd be able to thrive. Did I talk about World's End Harem on here? Because this would be a great time I, to talk about that. Well, go ahead. I think maybe I've heard you say those words before, yeah, but th- so that could have been about anything. The premise of World's End Harem... I feel like I could guess if I had to. <laughs> or Shimatsu no Harem is essentially... Like, this guy's, like, cryogenically frozen because he has some, like, disease that they don't have a cure for yet. Eight. Like, some weird thing. And he's like, all right, see y'all in five years. I'll be back. You know how it always starts. Mm -hmm. But the motherfucker comes back like 300 years later. Okay. Or not even 300. Like, it's like like, 30 years later. It's like a weird Uh amount of time. Yeah. I don't know exactly. That's not the point of the show. Don't pay attention to the story. But 
there's like no dudes anymore because then a new disease came and it killed all the guys. So the only guys that exist are the ones that are cryogenically frozen uh-huh. that are immune to this disease. So, so they're all getting fucked. No, exactly. So that's that's <laughs> the point of the show I, I is think... they got to repopulate. It's the end of the world and there's a harem. <laughs> so like the five guys that exist are supposed to just fuck everybody. But the main character's like, I have a childhood crush, and I'm going to find her because she's the only one that gets my seed. And the government's like, literally, no. (laughs) That's such a problematic thought. I'm going to find the one girl that I had a crush on when I was a kid. Who cares if she wants it? Pregnant. Pregnant. Uh, Let's talk about Cowboy Bebop. We're here to talk about the 15th session of Cowboy Bebop. This episode is called My Funny Valentine. Hey, it's named after a jazz song. One of my favorite jazz songs. I actually think it might even be a show tune before that. Hey, no, you're wrong. Are you sure? I am positive. Because I know it's a jazz song, but are you sure there's not just jazz renditions? Yes. My Funny Valentine is a show tune from the 1937 Richard Rodgers and Lawrence Hart coming-of-age musical Babes in Arms. Yeah, but, well, but my a lot funny of Valentine. Twenties and thirties Broadway songs became jazz standards, and like you that's know what? what? We hear. Nobody's listening to the Babes in Arms soundtrack right now. <laughs> Fair enough. So I see what you're saying, why you would think that, but I do have to tell you that you're wrong, and that I am <laughs> right. <laughs> you you win this one. Yeah, the episode was storyboarded by Tinsai Okamura Mura. Would it be Mura or Mura, do you think? Mura. Well, Mura. It was directed by <laughs> Kunihiro Mori and written by Keiko Nobumoto in Japan. It first aired on June 12, 1998. You do a really nice job with the pronunciations. Japanese is pretty phonetic. It's an Americanized pronunciation for it. I am just not the type of person that is able to accent when i'm speaking other languages it's gonna be an americanized version for it so when you speak spanish you don't you like just especially go, when we're hola, talking about estoy. the hola estoy yeah no i say i can't speak spanish i can comprehend <laughs> it kind of hola, i'm not gonna Potter. try <laughs> yeah yeah but I, it's also important to me to try as best as i can to pronunciate names correctly especially when we're talking about the people who like wrote and directed and the show we're talking about what did I say? You said pronunciate. Okay. You then can just say pronounce. Say <laughs> pronunciate. <laughs> yeah, when you're pronunciating, that's not I a will pronounceify. <laughs> I like that. The episode in Japan first aired June 12, 1998 in the U.S. Hey, it's, it's almost my birthday. 22nd, 2001. <laughs> Remember when that episode came well, out on ahead. September 11th and it like had like... <laughs> A plane being shot up? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> oh, shit. Nowadays, they'll pull or or put like a, a notice for an episode. And this is not to, to minimalize stuff like a school shooting. But when a school yeah. shooting happens, they'll be like, a kid walks past a guy who has a gun in his pocket. So yeah. we need a trigger warning at the top of the episode. But on literally September 11th, 2001, <laughs> they were like... I don't see it. Adult Swim's like, <laughs> fuck it. It's not like they're going to mimic it. It already happened. Oh. Uh, let's uh, do some trivia. I just wrote down two questions for you this week. I two scraped by ones. three for you. 
It's a pretty watchable episode, so I was mainly just watching it. Yeah, I was too. I, I yeah. even was like, I have like a section where I write down all the important things, and I was like, oh mm-hmm. shit. I so you go ahead. Down. Why did Jet have the poison fish? Oh, I forget why, but it was frozen. They had had it for a long time. They took it from someone. I don't remember the direct reasoning. He saved them for evidence. Oh, okay. But Ed sure did chomp on them, and they're poison. Mm-hmm. So how long was Faye frozen? Easy one. 54 years? Yes, sir. Nice. How old was Faye when she had her accident? How old was she? 20. Nice. Correct. And what is what Faye perceived as a hot water maker, actually? A face steamer? Face cleanser? Face cleaner. That was silly, I thought. Face cleaner. Yeah, it looks like a fucking iron. And it's just... (laughs) Yeah, that looks awful. It just sizzles your face. (laughs) Uh, uh, why did clean. the doctor give her the name Valentine? After his favorite love song. Aw, you're right. Good job. Aw, thanks. Nice. Nice. Thumbs up to you, too. hey That takes us into... To the end of this week's program. <laughs> Roll the credits. Live from New York. It's Saturday night. <laughs> With Keenan Thompson, live. <laughs> it's time for uh, our beloved Valentine-inducing segment on this show. If that's uh, you asking me to be your Valentine next year, uh, I already got one. I already got plans. So I can't. Zach Sorry, and I have awkward. spent more than one Valentine's Day together. Yep, and I and I loved it. It was great. It was beautiful. Yeah, but it's quite sad. It was also. beautiful, but we're dying. <laughs> <laughs> she's beautiful, but she's dying. She's dying. She's gonna be okay. Yeah. All that to say, it's time to okay. find out. She's gonna. Get did better. Zach comprehend the episode? Oh, hold on. Let me let me do that. Let me do that again. It's yeah, time to find out. Mm-hmm. Did Zach comprehend the episode like this week? Let's find out. <laughs> What was that? My Funny Valentine. Oh, okay. I just like trauma tuned out as soon as it started. (laughs) I went to my like Janet headspace. It's just all white. I just went into my void for a moment. Like, and it sounds like it's done. Okay, we're back. (laughs) Can hit the high C all night long, Zach. Yeah, so what? You gave me an A. All right, let's move on. So how are you feeling this week, Zach? There's a, uh, is there a lot to unpack this episode? Yeah, but the episode does a good job of giving it to you in a way that's pretty easy to follow. Yeah. And as always, it's just a case of how much am I going to get out in 20 seconds. It's yeah, usually stars, like half they're of just it, like so us. See. You're right, Zach. That was a good point. I think the climate change is a hoax. Let's... You let's there, get... boy! <laughs> What temperature outside is it right now? 200 degrees, of course. It's Christmas. So then how the fuck can global warming be going on? (laughs) It's just not plausible, boy. When we're sick, we get a fever. When the earth is sick, it gets a fever. Wipe out humanity. I'm just waiting for there to be more testing before I get vaccinated. Boy. There's not enough information, boy. What demographic is the president? Is it still a white man? God, tell me it's still a white man. 
Oh, and that's nice, Scrooge. It, it's yeah, really that's... important to the bit that you know that this is after he changed, but it's still like the 1920s or whatever. So he's like, you, boy! No, not the brown one. <laughs> Don't speak to me! <laughs> I've changed, by God. I'll have you in chains! <laughs> yeah, that's a... <laughs> oh, that's so much fun. That's my new favorite that's thing. That's great. We should just do that from now on. Okay. That's the show now. Yeah, well, what's fun is that we do a couple of things, so we can do it a couple times before it gets yeah. too old. Okay. Uh, 20 seconds Sorry. on the clock, Zach. Sorry. Your okay. job is to convey to me what we just watched. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, on go. Yeah. You sure you're ready? Yeah. Just double checking. I've been accused of, you know, firing the gun when your pants are down, and I just yep. want to make sure... <laughs> You there, boy. <laughs> have any lube, have you? <laughs> okay. You there, boy. Is sodomy common practice yet? All right. You there, boy. Come up here. It's the <laughs> 1900s, so nobody's going to ask any questions. <laughs> you don't Fuck know the that. goose. Just get up here, quick. <laughs> Forget the goose. Before I lose it, boy, get up here. Actually, bring the goose. Bring the goose. <laughs> 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 okay, 20 seconds on the clock. Oh, man. Three, that's too fun. two, one, go. Faye is spilling all of her backstory to Ayn this week, and we learned that she was cryogenically frozen for 50 years after a, a ugh, secret uh, uh, accident that we don't know about. She was taken in by a man who promises to help her with the death she's achieved, but then he dies, or does he? In the present, he's back, and he's a bounty, and Faye has to reckon with her past and decide who she really is. But we Stop. learn... Okay. I had a little I trouble feel okay getting the watch that. started that time. Other than I when I hesitated, second, so. yeah, I what felt you got good was good. That. Yeah, didn't get everything, but I felt pretty good about what I got. Yeah, the stuff you got was solid. I didn't really get much about the doctor. Sure. You talked about the lawyer confidence man. Also, it's always funny for me because like con man sounds normal, but whenever someone says confidence man, it's really funny. I know that they mean the same thing, but when I hear the two terms, I definitely think of them as two different things. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, a con man is a bad guy who like swindles people. A confidence man is someone who uses their personality and their charmingness to swindle people. So they're a con man. Yeah. It's great. It's funny. Shout out to the show Great Pretender once again. But yeah, Zach, I'm going to give you a B plus this week. I thought that yeah, was I good. think that's a fair grade. Thank you. Yeah. Good job, Zach. Well, man, so this it's the two minutes that we have left. I'm just <laughs> Let's talk about the episode because I really like this episode. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of my favorite of the backstory episodes so far yeah. just because it's fun. It's not soap opera-y. And I like that aspect of the show. But the revelations seem bigger when mm-hmm. they come out of an episode that's a little more light and fun. Yeah. Whereas when something is really, really heavy and, like, building up the big reveal, sometimes I might not be let down by the big reveal, but, like, oh, okay. You know sure. what? I don't know if that makes any sense, well, but I really I like this episode. Especially when we get Spike backstory, we have yet to even get the whole story of everything that happened back then. Whereas Faye, she's like, all right, dog, I'm going to tell you what the fuck I know. Yeah, that's a good point, because with the Spike backstory, these episodes are so 
hyped up kind of and mm-hmm. so melodramatic and then they only give us like 15% of the story yeah. to by the time I get to the third one I'm like what am I just going to get another 15% I'm mm-hmm. sure there will be one that blows my mind but so far it, it's little pieces of a puzzle yeah. I like this one because Faye is a character that we didn't know that much about a character that sometimes I don't really like that much because mm-hmm. of her demeanor the way that she's kind of mean and then we learn a lot about her in this episode and a lot about why she acts the way she does why she's so confident in kind of air quotes i don't know it's a very very interesting episode that makes that character all of a sudden ten thousand times more interesting well and it gives us such an insight into why Faye has the reactions that she does and why she is so like untrusting i mean the first person that you meet when you've been frozen for 50 years leaves you with all their debt and dies like i wouldn't get attached to anyone either and why now she doesn't really either. She's willing to leave the Bebop crew at any second because mm-hmm. the one person who came to her after after she did, now she didn't know then that he was Live, swindling but, her. But, but she knew he that he stuck her with a shit ton of debt. Sure, that's true. Yeah, I think that that is all really good. I like that the joke is that you know his bounty was like $1,900. Like it was like nothing. At like the it was end, like yeah. no money. But that's how bad they need money. So we get all this like yeah. drama and this big like all this backstory over like chump change. But it I like that. It's funny. If that's the one thing I want to complain about this episode, I do feel like the guy. I get why he had to become relevant in the present, but I feel like the the reason why they're onto him is a little half-assed compared to the stuff that they usually do on the show. Now, yeah. once he's in their vicinity and once. Faye takes off with him. It, once it really gets going in the quote-unquote present of the story, yeah. I'm fine with it. But for a second, I'm like, really? Faye just happens to remember this guy today, tell mm-hmm. the whole story to Ayn, and then he just happens to be one yeah. of the dozens and dozens of uh, bounties that they're getting this time. Uh, usually the show does a little bit better of a job than that. Yeah, I think that they could have maybe done a little bit better if they had, like... Maybe she had overheard Jet like say mm-hmm. the name of the bounty they were after. Sure, she was which like, they do. Yeah, yeah, and that's not why. That's, why she? Yeah, because she remembers before then. That would actually, and it's not very often that I have something that I think this would be better if they did this. Mm-hmm. I do think it would have been better if, because I also think it's a little stupid that Faye's talking to herself and telling the story to Ayn. Like when I'm watching it, it doesn't bother me, but. I, like, couldn't she have been reminded about him by this name and uh-huh. then talked to, like, Ed even about yeah. it? And Ed could give in some jokes every now and then. Or exactly. Not, like, be listening but not really not listening or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly there. But I guess here's my question for you, Zach, with your, you know, little fur babies. What do you mm-hmm. often have, like, do you talk to them for more than just little cute noises and the occasional sentence? When I talk to my cats, it's a lot of, like, cooing over them. Uh, like, I love you. You don't have and, conversations like, with them. I love you, and I'll say, like, you're my best friend, and, like, thanks for taking care of me. Like, I'll talk to them, but I'm not, like, saying stuff out loud that's in my head to them, like, telling them what I'm thinking or whatever. Mm. I just, like, talk to them. I don't know. I, I feel it's normal to talk to your pets all the time, but... I don't but think not to have like an introspective like that's not you know like this is a touchy thing but I don't even think I believe that like my cats hear and recognize their names mm-hmm. I think they recognize like our voices I think they kind of recognize yeah. when we're talking to them but I don't you know that's beside the point yeah well Why cats don't give a shit that? about people so because that's of talking <laughs> to Ayn. would you talk to a pet like that 
Um, not necessarily like that, but yeah. definitely when Nobody like does. I my roommate had a dog, mm-hmm. I'd be hanging out with the dog, watching TV, and I would talk to the dog. Like you see that shit? Yeah, that's funny. Or like I'd like hype him up and be like, "Oh, we beat that ass, yeah, yeah, yeah." You know? Yeah, I don't do that shit. Yeah. You that dog. You that dog. <laughs> Uh, I really Hear my tale. Here's a question that I want to ask you before we get into what to remember from this episode, mm-hmm. because I think I got a pretty good grap, uh, grap? grasp grap. on that. I got a good grasp on that. What I want to ask you is, were there things before this episode that hinted towards any of this directly with Faye? Not really. Or is it just that like her demeanor makes more sense now that we know that it's fake? Yeah, I think it's more that it makes more sense. I mean, we actually get now a number to, like, how much debt she's in and why she just keeps getting in more debt. But at the same time, they answer a couple of questions, but they really bring up way more questions than they answer. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll tell you this, Zach. Not the next episode we do, but the one after that, we get, like... The rest of it? We get a lot more of it. That's interesting to me because unlike the Spike ones, I was invested in this story mm-hmm. and I was satisfied by the information it gave us, but I do want more. Well, and I think that what's cool is that the same way that we feel where we want to know more now, Faye also is like sure. having a moment where she unlocked some things that she had forgotten. It doesn't feel like Spike wants to talk about this stuff or even yeah. Jet wants to talk about this stuff. They're just forced to reckon with it every now and then. Mm-hmm. That's well, kind of like, and there's a line that Faye tells Spike, like, at least you have a past, you know? Uh-huh. Spike and Jet have the luxury of being able to not think about their past because they remember it to not think about. Faye That's doesn't even have anything to grab onto. Because you say luxury, but you could it. kind of argue both sides because Faye's so free, mm-hmm. whereas the other characters are really burdened and brought down by this stuff. But also... Yeah. Without it, they wouldn't be who they are today. And that's mm-hmm. always the question of, like, do you want to be who you are today? And did this, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It almost reminds me of, have you ever seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? I have. It's it's just a really interesting idea of, mm-hmm. for anyone who hasn't seen that movie, it's, like, about a relationship ends and, like, surgically having the memories of them removed. Mm-hmm. But then it's always, like, all the trauma, all the heartbreak, all the yeah. heartache, is it worth keeping because it made you who you are today? Or, like, is it because something ended badly, does that mean that it failed and you should just remove it from your head? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's The show isn't quite... 100% going in that direction, but it, it, there is stuff like that that's interesting. Yeah. Because I could see why maybe Jet or Spike would be jealous of Faye for not knowing anything about her past. And of course, Faye is going to be jealous of the others for having this backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. I like what do we need that. to remember? We've got a couple minutes um, left. What's, what's brought up that maybe the I The only big things are just like the massive debt Faye has, the fact that she was like cryogenically frozen for so long and doesn't know anything before she woke up mm-hmm. like she doesn't know what accident she was in doesn't know where she's from and they and don't like, really know either they or don't at know least either. she's been told that nobody knows mm-hmm. and that well and because of that gate explosion that has been tied into several times in the show that's where all her information was lost i don't know if that's you know we don't know if that's where she was injured if she was involved somehow in but that. at least her but, records could have been lost yeah. in that or were mm-hmm. so that's that's really all this all the stuff to hang on to from this one i think that just good episode yeah in a couple episodes it's almost like directly after her finding and remembering this stuff she kind of starts to dig a little bit deeper for some reasons um that come up there that are pretty cool so looking forward actually i think 
not just that episode. I have to double check, but there's like at a least couple? two more I think that have pretty heavily to do with Faye's backstory. Interesting. I think I would put this up there as maybe my favorite to watch. Maybe not favorite in like what it means to the show because mm-hmm. then you're talking like the Ballad of Fallen Angels and the what was the two part was it Jupiter Jazz? Jupiter Jazz, yeah. Uh, obviously, those are probably bigger in the long run to the overarching story of the show. But this was one of my favorites to watch along with Jet's episode, yeah. the Animate Elegy. I really enjoyed it. A lot of fun. And I really, I don't have to always have fun watching this show, but I really like the episodes that are a little bit more fun. Yeah, I think that it's important for this show to have episodes like this that still, like, have gravity and are important, but aren't so dark and gloomy and heavy all the time. Like, this show can be fun, and I think that it's at its best when it's balancing the fun with the the real, and that's what this episode does super well. I think this is one of the... um, it's a real standout in terms of like you say that every week they're all standouts zach yeah they're pretty good tens across the board it stands out in the way that like it can get the point across but not be so dark Hmm. and i think that the more the show does that the better well let's wrap up this week on brokeback bebop which by the way this has been really fun i really enjoyed this this was a fun chat let's say who are captain of the bebop is this week i feel like it's a pretty easy fey right yeah this is a pretty easy fey one you know but i want to say even specifically fey in the past and fey in the present after telling the story not fey when she's talking to the dog not fey talking to the dog uh, we didn't even have time to dive into a lot of stuff i really liked the way that fey in the past is animated yeah. And I like the way that when she's first waking up, I like the way that they treat her like she has been frozen for like 50 mm-hmm. years and she's really going through it. Faye had a really good episode, obviously. So it's Faye. Yeah, I agree. I, I really like the part two where like he's like, what do you think all these things are? And she's like, I know what that is. And he's like, wrong, nope. wrong, 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 bitch. Yeah. You girl that's been frozen for 50 <laughs> years. What, what devices it- are these? <laughs> it's okay, kind of like in like every spy movie when they're like, Ah, nice. Spy pin. It's got a laser. Ah, spy watch. And they're like, this is just a belt. Yeah, you've seen Spy Kids. <laughs> I just rewatched uh, the first two Kingsman movies really recently, too. Oh, so. nice. I've only seen the first one. I like the first one a lot. It's well, let's wrap one. this up. Next week, we're talking about uh, what's the episode called exactly? I know it's the Jet one. It's Black uh, Dog. The Black something. Dog Serenade. Black Dog Serenade is next week. Uh, how do you feel hyping that one up? Are you excited? I'm very excited for it. All right, well, this has been really fun. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with a little bit more of Brokeback Bebop. That's jazz. Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash podcast. We're starting at $5 a month. You can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!